sometimes wonder what I do all day. And it actually is a very simple answer. From the moment that I wake up in the morning to the very last moment before I fall asleep, I contemplate our God's revelation of himself, constantly pondering not only what were the concrete events that are described in that revelation, but how does it stir the human heart, and how is our Lord speaking right here, right now, in any time or place? One common exercise in that contemplation of Scripture is to take the presented passage from Scripture and put yourself right there. I'm standing right there, and this week it was in that hour that our Lord ascended back into heaven. And I read that all those who were standing there, including me, saw Jesus. And I said, yes, Lord. Every time I see your face, I see love. I see mercy. I see wisdom. I see peace that I have never seen there before. And it is as though, Lord, in this moment I am seeing you for the very first time. And Scripture goes on to say, and they praised Jesus. And I said, oh, yes, Lord. In fact, it is my only real desire that one day I will do nothing but look up into your face and give you honor and glory and praise in a place that has no shadow and in a time that never ends. And Scripture goes on to say, but they doubted. And I have to admit, I have to confess to you all that my immediate reaction was, Oh no, Lord, I would never do that. I would never, I mean, how could I possibly be standing there in front of you? How could I possibly doubt you? And our Lord paused. And he said, Father Mike, sit down. Because we need to talk about your life. He said, have you so easily forgotten the days, the decades really, that you went without even a single thought of me? Yes, Lord, I, I do remember all that time, and I, I still regret it. Have you so easily forgotten all of the times in this very week when you said, I don't have time? Do you not realize? He said, Father Mike, do you remember when you were four? Yes, Lord, I do. How many times when you were four did you say, well, I, I, I just don't have time? Well, I, I never said that when I was four, Lord. 
do you not realize that you have the same 168 hours every week now that you had when you were four? Yes, Lord, of course I recognize that. So don't tell me you don't have time. At the very best you can say, Lord, I have chosen my time for something else. How many times, Father Mike, did you come and say, Father, I'm too tired? Do you not realize that there is everything in you, by the grace of your baptism, by the grace of your confirmation, there is everything in you to animate you to become a witness to the fact that I am the good news, I am the truth and the way and the life that every soul on earth seeks. There is no power on earth that will ever deprive that from you. You will always have that. So, Father Mike, don't come to me and tell me you're too tired because you already have everything that you need. Well, okay, Lord, I surrender. But, oh, Father Mike, no more buts. But Lord, I, I don't know what to do. Father Mike, do you not remember what I promised you? I will be with you every day until the end of time. And do you not recall that not only do I know your tomorrow and your next week and your next year, I know every moment of your life that remains. I know the very manner and time and place of your death. I am already present to all of those things, and I am calling you right here, right now, today, to proceed along the path that I have laid out for you. And all I am asking you to do this day is to take that step. Okay, you're right, Lord, I'm sorry, I, I, I will. I realize now that I have not surrendered to you in the way that I should. And I am grateful that tomorrow, by the grace of being able to stand and to put my feet on the floor, to raise my eyes in contemplation of you again, that this is yet another opportunity. to stop clinging to ignorance and receive your truth. To stop clinging to malice and receive your mercy. To stop clinging to weakness and receive your strength. To stop clinging to selfish desire and to receive in its place the sole desire for holiness.
And Jesus makes all of these things possible in every moment of every day. And the only reason why we ever struggle, the only reason why we ever whine, the only reason why we get so obsessed with all of those other people over there is because we are still clinging in some way to ignorance, to malice, to weakness, or to disordered self-interest. And in those moments, we are called to stop and to say, Lord, please, in your great mercy, keep me safe from the lies and the deception of your enemy, the one who keeps telling me that I don't have enough time or I'm too tired or that's somebody else's job or, you know, or, or, or Lord, I just want to find a good, safe hiding place and wait for you to come and pick me up and carry me to heaven. I ask you, Lord, for the grace of a truly sincere and empty heart so that I might be able to know and to embrace the work and the activity and the relationships that form that short path to being restored to you. And you can tell, you can tell you're on your way. Stop and think about your life right now, right now. Think about your life yesterday or a week ago or a year ago. Or ten, you can bite off as much of your life as you want. How is it that your work and your activity and your relationships are developing? Have the work and the activity and the relationships that compose your life developed such that you emerge an even clearer and more confident instrument of God's will in the world he created you to serve? Or are you stuck? Are you stuck with the same old anxieties, with all the same old doubts, with all of the same old rationalizations, oh, well, I don't really see the problem, or I do see the problem, but obviously it's the cause is somebody else. And so I'm just going to sit here and wait for somebody else to change. No, God is calling you to change right now. Is waiting for you to receive all that he has in store. Jesus reminds you again, if you're like, I, I don't see how that's going to happen. Remember what he said. I am with you every day until the end of time. It's no accident that that's the final statement in the Gospel of Matthew. Notice very well, there is no condition in that statement. Jesus never said, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of going to be there. Maybe part of me, the thought of me, or the memory of me, or the tradition of me, or even a great homily about me. No, no, Jesus said, I will be with you every day until the end of time. And again, withholding absolutely nothing of himself, body, blood, soul, divinity, whole and entire, as present for you right here, right now, just as surely as he was present at the top of that mountain on the day that he ascended back into heaven and is calling you forward to be restored to that original dignity, that original integrity, that original intimacy, that original love, 
that he has had for you from the very beginning of time and will hold for you all the way forward into the infinite future. And he's just waiting for me and for you and for all baptized souls. Stop listening to the lies and deceptions of my enemy who is always at work trying to undermine you, is always at work trying to undermine your confidence in me. Come to me. Come to me and be healed, be made whole, be restored, and go forward a clearer and more confident witness. A beacon, a beacon really of healing and hope in a world that is so clearly desperate to know it.